Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Hey, welcome to our next episode of Feeding and Leading Podcast. I'm Andy Taylor, and I am here today with our Executive Director for Oklahoma Baptist, Dr. Todd Fisher. Hey, Todd. How's it going, bro? I'm doing well. Good, good. We are uh, talking today about conflict in the church. Ooh, boy. Hmm. Okay. Happens every once in a while. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it does. But today we want to talk, because it is something that every pastor is going to have to deal with, Mm -hmm. no matter what church you go to, no matter what setting you're in, it's going to happen. It's a part of being a pastor. I think we want to give some... Uh, some just some some kind of launch pads, if you will, for pastors on when conflict begins to happen in the church. What should the pastor do? Now, specifically, we're talking today not about necessarily about conflict with the pastor, mm-hmm. but when there's conflict that happens with maybe two individuals or or two yeah. pockets of different people. Yeah, uh, and I think that's a good division. Because yeah. that's what we that's what a, that's what a pastor is going to face, and so I think the next podcast we're going to do the conflict with the pastor with the pastor. That's but right. I think a lot of times when we talk about conflict in the church, the um, the automatic default is oh, there's people in the church that are mad at the pastor. But one of the surprising things uh, it's surprising for people who you know aren't pastors or you know not leading a church. Yeah. But one of the things that's very real is the pastor is put in this position of sometimes mediating or navigating conflict between people in the church. So they're not necessarily mad at the pastor, but they're upset with each other. There's conflict there. And that can be just as stressful and just as hard on a pastor as when somebody is mad at him directly. Absolutely. And so... What we want to do today is just give you a, a, a few thoughts about, um, you know, let's say you're the pastor and you know that there is something that's happened in the church or you've gotten wind <laughs> that there's something brewing um, in the church or there's a couple of people who are at odds with one another. What are some of the things that you can do as one of those aspects of the ministry of reconciliation Mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians. What are some of the things that we should do? And maybe some things that we shouldn't do. Right. Uh, things to make things better and things that we shouldn't do so that we don't um, uh, continue to raise the level of intensity. Um, what are some of the things that, like if, if that were to happen in, in, in the church that you were pastoring, Todd, what, what's some of the first things you'd think or that you would that you would do. Yeah, and, and and just to kind of put a little bit of a, I don't know, a more of a bullseye on this. Uh, in my experience, conflict between people in the church that I have had to deal with is um, you, you got a couple in the church is getting divorced, mm-hmm. and there come here here comes these two camps, and you've got to deal with that, and then you've got conflict over um, maybe. Maybe their children have gotten in some kind of spat, and so it's got the parents in a spat. It's a conflict over 
uh, something with Sunday school, you know, the way they're, hey, the, my Sunday school teacher stopped having the Christmas party every year. Right. And now you've got, you've got a Sunday school teacher in conflict with the class. Right. And those are just some, some kinds of, of examples of that. I, I think where you start – uh, let, me, let me say this, just my kind of two cents on this and my experience is I, I think I, I have seen and heard about probably too many pastors that weren't proactive enough in mm-hmm. dealing with conflict in general. Now, one of the things that you have to decide, especially with conflict that's interpersonal between people in the church – do I even need to get involved? Yes. Sometimes maybe it's something so minor, me getting involved could create even more of a problem. But I I have seen a lot of times where conflict was not dealt with uh, quickly enough or appropriately, and it made the conflict even worse. And there are some times where a conflict brews up in the church and as the pastor, you need to step in before this really becomes a very serious divide or faction in the church. Mm-hmm. So you've got to understand, do I need to get involved? If I should get involved, I need to step in and do it. And let's let's face it. I think a lot of pastors don't do this because who likes conflict? Yeah, right. I mean, it's hard. I, it's hard. you got to step in there and you got to say some things that are hard sometimes. And it's a gut-wrenching experience. You know, hey, I need to call these two people in, and we need, I need to have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. But listen, if you, if you need to act and you do not act, the consequences of that could be very, very damaging for the church. Yeah. By the way, if, if you're a pastor and you do like conflict, <laughs> yeah. you have a problem. Yeah, don't be a brawler. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So – that well, you answered a question that I was going to ask. Is what do you think are some of the reasons why pastors hesitate to get involved? One is that we don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. Another may be that we don't we don't know about it right uh, very soon. So which might mean that we're not really in tune with what's going on. Or or it, I mean, there should be some really good reasons why you don't know about it. Mm-hmm. What do you think are some other reasons why pastors well, might not get involved? Sure, I think a big one is they don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, right. most conflict is not a simple solution. Right. Yeah, and the reason it's gotten to a conflict level where it's gotten beyond just a, oh, hey, we're going to agree to disagree kind of type thing is they, they're very complex. And you go in there and say, well, I, I don't really know how to handle this. I don't know what the solution is. I don't, yeah. I don't know what to say when I, when I do talk to these two people. Right. And and I think that's a one reason why pastors don't want to do that. Yeah, so I think I think that one of the things a pastor should do at the top end of this is to determine what is the origin of the conflict here, because mm-hmm. it could be a number of things. If if this if this is an let's say let's put this moniker on it, if it's an issue, mm-hmm. like like it's a theological issue, right? Or it's. Um, a, a, a methodological issue. Well, I don't think we should have Sunday school. I think that we should have home groups, or, it, or it's you know an issue of just maybe it's a financial issue, or if it's you know folks are fighting down in the church kitchen about what should be done or what shouldn't be done. Right. It, you you have to find out what the issue is first, but it may not be an issue. 
maybe what's really going on here is a personal problem between the two. Right. One, one person doesn't like the other. And so they find this thing to, to generate uh, you know, a, an argument over. Right. Or if it's not a, an actual issue that's going on in the church or you find out that it's not really a, a, a personal problem, which, and what I mean by that is that there's history. Sure. There's history sure. between those people, and if, if, if you found out that these people have been fighting with each other before, it's not the first time. Yep. Um, you know, that that's a whole different approach. And man, that that the church How many is times? such a prime place for something like exactly. that. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Another prime thing for a church is this may not be over an issue, it may be preference. That yeah. somebody's Right. Well, I'd prefer that we do it this way. I'd prefer right. that we do it. But it's not clear cut, it's not black and white, it's not written yeah. in the Bible. And those where it's hard for the pastor. The 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 easier conflicts are uh, hey, I, I need to I need to sit down with these two people, and maybe it's just been a miscommunication. That's exactly right. Sometimes you know this person is mad at this person because I heard this person said A B C, and it turns out they didn't say A B C. And then sometimes you can do it. You know, other times there 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 just could be a solution that's there as you listen to the story. Yeah. But other times, you know, it's it's Solomon dividing the baby. I mean, right. it, this is it's that level of stuff. And what you've just said, personality conflicts. Here's just here's just two people that just good old fashioned don't like each other. And uh, you know, and it may be that one person did something to the other that really is something that's wrong and there needs to be forgiveness mm-hmm. that that that's asked for and given. And if you know, and if that doesn't happen, so that's where the interpersonal conflict becomes really difficult for the pastor. Is I mean, you're dealing with, you know, yeah. you're dealing with fallen people here. Yeah, the pastor, make sure you find out what as much as you can what really is the source of this conflict right. before you go charging in, or you're going to get blindsided. Right. And and by the way, remember you have to pastor. Both of that, these people. That's exactly right, and the pastor's got to be objective here, yeah. and and you've got to be fair, and you've got to listen to you know each person, both sides of the story, and then I think in these types of conflict where wow, what is the solution here? Wow, these are just two people that don't like each other. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know what what do you have but to appeal to what, what does the Bible teach here? Yeah, hey, right. we are brothers in Christ. And we have got to die to self, and we, you know, and, and your job as the pastor is 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 to make those theological proclamations, the biblical proclamations. How are we going to handle this biblically? What does the Bible say about how to do this? Yeah. And if they just don't want to play ball, man, that's where it gets very very difficult. And you're gonna, you as a pastor in dealing with this. In the back of your mind, you're always thinking about you as the shepherd of the church. It is your job to protect the flock. It is your job to – you've got to do all within your power to, to not let some kind of schism arise out of this. And sometimes there could be conflict depending on what the nature of it is where maybe there's other people that need to be brought in, where maybe there's a consensus from the church and some somehow always as a pastor – Trying to lead from consensus, not just doing these unilateral things, mm-hmm. but you're still the leader. I mean, you're, you're still the vision that God has given you. 
But that's when it becomes very messy. And it's nothing like in a podcast right here. I wish there was a formula. Okay, when you find yourself in this and this and this. Do X, Y, and Z. I think one of the main things we can say here, though, is is even when it's messy and even when there's no apparent solution, it's still deserving of your time and attention and effort and energy. Yeah, I I completely agree with it. I mean, those you're going to have to get involved in – I want to I want to move us towards some some real practical mm-hmm. brass tack mm-hmm. steps, and and one of the things that goes along with what you just said is that I I think I think it's real important to go in with the mindset of you want you want to bring reconciliation or you want to gain information that helps lead to reconciliation only as broad as the conflict really is. Mm -hmm. In other words, at the beginning of this, you don't know everything about what's going on. You don't want to go to other people that are not involved in the conflict yet and inadvertently be bringing people into the conflict. So only seek real uh, information and reconciliation as broad as you know that the conflict is. Mm-hmm. So if it's between those two people, hey, let's start with that. Right. Let's start there. I also think it's important that it, that we get information from each one of those people before you start taking action steps. Right. Talking to the people directly yeah. that are involved in the conflict. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So what I would add, well, and I think it's really what you said probably, but be be intentional. If if you feel like you need to get involved, get, do it. Don't do, step in and do it, mm-hmm. and be very intentional about it. Don't. Sometimes the longer you let something wait and something slide, the worse it can become. The whole nip it in the bud kind of idea here. Yeah, issues do not get better with time. So be intentional. What you said, yeah. and stay on target with yeah. what the issue is, yeah. and then do it appropriately. You know, don't. If you know, if 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 you don't really need to have a heavy hand in this, and there just needs to be some some conflict, the pastor just needs to give some gentle persuasion. Don't go in being a sledgehammer if you don't have to be. And so, I think dealing with it appropriately, using the right response for the nature of the conflict, mm-hmm. is something that's important. The other thing I would say is for the mindset of the pastor, and we've said this, is first of all, as a baseline, as a pastor, you, you have to be expectant. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And do not – especially this is for new pastors. If you're a new pastor, do not go into a church thinking, oh, I'll never have to deal with this. Oh, this church is – this church is – you know, they're never going to have conflict. You know, I mean, good, read the Pauline Corpus, you know, Euodia and Syntyche. Paul, Paul dealt with conflict all the time within the church. You know, here's, here's two, women in, two women in Philippi that couldn't get along with each other, and it was wrecking the church, and Paul called it out. Paul felt like, I need to address these two women. I'm going to deal with it. And kind of does it in front of the whole church there in the letter saying, come on now, we're above this as followers of right. Jesus. If the but, servant is not greater than the master, then look at Jesus' life yeah. and his ministry. So expect yeah. it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And don't, don't bail. 
I mean, being a pastor is hard. Yes. And part of the hard part of being a pastor is dealing with conflict in the church. Yeah. But if God has called you to be a pastor and he's called you to this church, don't bail on, on that. Do Be willing to do the hard things. If you've been called to be a pastor, God has called you to do that, to do the hard things for him. I mean, you look at every servant who followed God's call in ministry, was it just an easy glide path? Of course not. Um, the other thing I would say too, Andy, in this is, is maybe just a, a practical thing is I think when we're dealing with conflict in the church, we need to be prepared that it may not end like we hoped it would. Yeah. And it it, it may very well end that someone's going to leave the church. So I think you have to be prepared for these mixed outcomes when you're dealing with conflict. Sometimes – God may really do a work in these people's hearts and reconcile them. But sometimes it may not work out that way. And as a pastor, you need to be prepared for that. You mm-hmm. need to be as gracious as you can, as loving as you can. Uh, but realize that sometimes when we're dealing with fallen people, it's 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 not always going to work out the way we want it to. Yeah. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, in fact, I would <laughs> I don't know what your experience is, but I it's more often that it doesn't yes. work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like everybody goes, oh, okay, yeah, you're right, or let's yeah. reconcile, and they're shaking hands and loving each other. Yeah. It's more times that there comes to some kind of consensus to live in the same house, just not yeah. necessarily happy with one another. And, and it could be that. It, it yeah. could be... Uh, you have both of these parties that stay in the church, but there's always going to be that tension there. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. Um, it could be that one of them leaves the church. That that's that's possibly going to happen. But you're exactly right. If the conflict has reached a point where it's come to your door, and you need to get involved, many times the reason it's gotten as far as you is because it is so complex or yeah. it is so severe. And, you know, another thing I would say is when that happens as a pastor, and you, you got to move on. Right. You, you can't and, – and, That is right. And, I, man, listen, it takes a chunk out of you. And I know when we talk about the – when the conflict, when people are mad at the pastor, we'll talk about this. But every time you got to deal with stuff like this, it just – it takes a chunk out of your hide. I mean, this is not easy stuff. And uh, and we probably should have said this at the very beginning, but obviously, when you're dealing with conflict, you bathe this whole thing in prayer. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, and you're going to the Word, and you are praying, and you are petitioning God for wisdom on on what to do. And and I think this is an important element in this. Um, if a, as a pastor, my my spiritual life is where it needs to be, and my spiritual health is good. I'm going to be walking into dealing with conflict in a way better position than if I'm not That's right. where I need to be with God. I, I think that that brings up probably the final point that we need to talk about here today, which is that <clears throat> every church is going to experience conflict within the church with people. It's a good opportunity for the pastor to, to do a little bit of not only self-examination, but to examine the life of the church. Because many times where these issues arise 
it, it may indicate, it often indicates that some of the vital imperatives of the church have begun to dry up. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're not mm, serving well. We're not yeah. doing evangelism. We're not, uh, we're not doing the Great Commission, prayer, worship, discipling people. Those kind of yeah. things begin to dry up. And when those spiritual disciplines or aspects of the church have dried up, that's a, that's a good place for those things, they become so dry, they serve as kindling for mm-hmm. the fire. Yeah, that's right. And when we would focus back on those things that we should be doing in, in some of those areas, yeah. sometimes it, it has a resolving effect. You Not got, always, but sometimes. You got a church that's really focused on the Great Commission, really excited about reaching people for Jesus. Uh, that church is not really going to get in a big argument about the color of the carpet. Yeah. That's that's right. They're, they're just not, be, you know. And you're exactly right. Sometimes that conflict happens because we're unhealthy in some other areas. Sometimes it's that's not necessarily true. Like we said, it could just be interpersonal personality yeah. issues and stuff. But so summarizing up, pastors got to know what the source of this is. What what really is the issue? Yeah. What are both sides of the story? Right. Do I need to get involved or not? Yeah. Um, I'm going to argue many times if it's come to your door and you're even asking yourself the question, should I get involved? Yeah. My advice is fall on, the, fall on the side of the fence where you do get involved. Yes. I've just yeah. seen it too many times where things got festered because yeah. it wasn't dealt with. Yeah. And yeah. be intentional, be appropriate in how you deal with it. Be wise, seek God's wisdom. And, and leverage your relationships that you have with these people. Yeah, sure. That's exactly right. Yeah. You're doing a lot of this out of the context of the fruit of the relationship as a as their pastor that that's, you have with them. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's that's good. So I think probably what we can go ahead and say here is the next episode yeah. we'll talk about how does a pastor – what does he do when, when someone's mad at him? Yeah, when the conflict is with you, the pastor, yeah. when the criticism is coming to you. We'll make that the next episode. Yeah, but in the meantime, you know that you're – Pastor, you're gonna you're gonna have some conflict. Um, gather people around you to pray. It's good and and seek advice and seek counsel and seek wisdom. Man, I, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've done that, and that is that is a good good step to say. I know yeah. we're gonna keep thinking of points to make here, but call, call some people, call some of your pastor friends. Hey, I got these two people in the church. This is what they're going through. What are your thoughts? Seek godly counsel. Yep. Stay there. Tackle it. Love people. Yeah. Good stuff. God works it out. Yeah. All right, well, thank you, and join us next time for the Feeding and Leading podcast. This episode of Feeding and Leading has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptist. Visit us at oklahomabaptist.org or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptist, advancing the gospel together.